Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. What is up, Big Rig Nation? September 27th. The boys are back. The haters are sick. And uh, people probably thought a little too quiet in the Big Rig streets, but uh, Undertaker, virtual Undertaker gif, we're back. We're back. I'm, I'm glad nothing happened while I was on vacation. I was really worried that, you know, stuff was going to happen and then... No, we're gonna miss the bucket, but uh it, it it's it is really true, Dean. You know, obviously Dean went on his Euro trip and uh if we were legitimate podcasters, which we're not, uh that would have been problematic because biggest news arguably all year or all NFL offseason happened uh right when you left. And so a lot has happened. I'm going to, I'm going to, I, we didn't really have a long pre-show meeting. I, I, I view today as just like, we're just back at the bar kind of after summer break, after college. And we're just catching up. Like we're just catching up. We're, we're not going to have a lot of structure. It might go 20 different ways, uh, but it, we don't owe anybody anything because we don't got a lot of people that listen to this in the first place, but it's going to, it's just going to be, it's going to be a big show. Big show. Let's go. Big show, let's go. Okay, Big let's show, start. let's go. I got my beer. I'm bellied up to the bar, and I'm looking right at you, Pete. Um, this is this is. I'm looking right at you. Um, Dean bailed your ass out because he went to Europe, and in the midst of this, we had on September 11th, Aaron Rodgers run an iconic, almost too iconic of an entrance. Monday Night Football, start of the season, first game against Buffalo. Rodgers runs out, lights on him. Unbelievable scene. Bills get the ball. Uh, I forget what happens. Jets get the ball. Four four plays and the season's over. What went through your head? I'll be honest, guys. I, I was hoping I was done talking about this, but I knew this episode was coming at some point. Did you forget you're on a podcast? Oh, man. It's just been a couple of weeks. You know, the wounds are starting to heal. I know. And you just got to just – I was not even on. raw. It wasn't even a bandage you're ripping off. It's like a whole body cast you're ripping mm-hmm. off. Um, well, and we owe it to the listeners. You, if anyone's ever met Pete, he says go Jets, almost like they say roll tide, right? Um, so the people want to know, right? You know, we can. I think, I think time has healed a little bit, which is good because we have a little bit more perspective. Uh, we can talk a little bit more clearly. Um, but, but take us through that moment, Pete, when you saw him go down, you saw him go in the tent. Um, I mean, what went through your mind? Yeah. So a couple things, right? Like leading up to the season, you had, you know, one judge drive, you got hard knocks, biggest story, maybe in sports, definitely the NFL was the New York jets, which let's just be, you know, completely frank here. The jets haven't been a story in I don't know, 12 years, right? The Rex Ryan, the Rex Ryan years since they went to the AFC championship game. They've just been the laughing stock of the NFL. Haven't made the playoffs in that time since 2013. It's been, it's been, or, uh, that was 2011. So either way, it's been, a, it's been a long, long time for us being relevant. We're relevant. We're excited. Sunday happens, you know, like the cards fall the way they're going to fall with the rest of the slate. 
And like Monday, man, I just I couldn't even work. I'm just shaking all day. You know how my legs shake, Rick. I'm just I know pumped up, amped yeah. up. Yeah. My mind's I, I had to mow the grass twice just because I could I needed oh. to keep busy. Just needed to keep busy, you know. Um, just couldn't wait for game time. Got my Jets jerseys in the mail. Um on Did Saturday. You this one? No, I got a I got the throwback one though, the one they were gonna wear Monday night. I got the throwback one. The white uh, one. Days, the white one um that they wore that game in the mail Saturday. I was I Who, got my, got my I got Garrett Garrett Wilson. Um just pumped up, right? Like all day, just pumped up, like ready, ready to roll, eat an early dinner. And you know, oh. Mal's like Mal's like, are you gonna go watch the game with the guys? I'm like, no, like total focus yep. on the couch, dark room, me and the, me and the Jets, right? Mm. I'm excited. He rolls out with the American flag, like one of the coolest moments. I mean, I'm. Standing, I texted you that. I texted you that. I couldn't. I couldn't even sit down. I was standing up. I was so excited. And when he goes down, I'll say the first thing I thought was, the first thing I thought was he stood up and he went back down. Was it one of those things where he's like got to come out for a for a play because he was down too long? You know. Yep. I'm like, oh, he's fine. He's fine. So. But then when he kind of hobbled off, I'm like, oh shoot, maybe it's a it's an ankle sprain. Maybe it's kind of hard to tell. But then as like the first quarter went on and they started talking about it, they you start hearing Achilles, you see the stuff on Twitter. I'm like, still hopeful. It's a it's an ankle sprain. He comes out of the blue tent on the cart. I'm like, all right, he's done for the game. And then I start seeing the stuff at halftime. It's like, this is this is bad. Schefter's on there saying this is bad. It's not it's mm. not good. I felt like when it happened. And these thoughts start running through your mind. My whole body went numb. I was sitting there. I was like, I couldn't feel my legs. I couldn't oh. feel my couldn't feel my thoughts. I was, I couldn't believe it happened. I think the rest of the NFL world felt that way too. But like, Jets fans have been through a lot, and for the amount of hype that went into this season, for that to happen, it, you just felt like you were cursed, right? There's like a black cloud. I felt like I was getting rained on, like sitting on my couch it was just one of those moments where you just like, felt you had to take a look in the mirror and say like what am i doing with my life and it was uh it was a tough night but i mean in the same breath right like the rest of the game goes on one of the most exciting i would say probably the most exciting game of the year just the defense played lights out there's a lot of energy still in the second half when the jets started you know making yeah. a comeback the, the punt return Mal's like i woke her up three times between that light, late touchdown and screaming at the tv uh, you know when they when they scored the touchdown to win the game and then you sat down after the game and like body went numb again you're like watching the post game and you're everyone's talking it's an achilles done for a year and then you start thinking about is he coming back is that it is this all this hype for four plays um obviously we've gotten some news on that sounds like aaron Rodgers coming back the wound started to heal a little bit and then you, you see zach wilson play two games and you know, it all comes crashing back down to reality that the Jets are just fucking terrible. They are terrible. The defense they're is all, good. Their offense is terrible. The defense is good. It's not iconic. Like last year, the defense felt like a step above everyone. The defense is still very good, but people are still moving the ball against them, right? I felt like last year we were a step above where we are where we are this year. But watching Zach Wilson play football, and I'm I'm an advocate, right? Like I, I want him to do well. I got a jersey. I I was optimistic that he was, you know, uh, an off season under Rodgers, he would be able to maybe be a little bit better, be a Mark Sanchez, be a game manager, run the ball a lot. But 
the last two weeks, it's just it's crumbled down in front of our eyes, and it's just a total disaster in, in Florham Park. And I don't know, Trevor Simeon, great. Like I, the season's over. Like it's if we win seven or eight games, I will be surprised. And I know we have a softer back half of the schedule, but we're not beating the Chiefs next week. We're not beating the Eagles in three weeks or two weeks. Like we're gonna lose to the Dolphins twice. We already lost to the Patriots. Probably gonna lose to the Bills in Buffalo. Like I just named off eight losses right there. Um, and I just don't. I just don't see the answer at quarter. Like Zach or Trevor. I don't know. Like it's just it's tough, man. It's tough. Honestly, I want to say that was a very great story. Like the storytelling yeah. right there yeah, was pristine. Honestly, I I I feel bad now. I but, yeah, I legitimately feel. I mean, we joke all the time, Pete. But can you go ahead give your thoughts? No, I was just say it's like I I literally felt like I was experiencing that buildup with you all through that like that weekend and that that day, and now, like I was like I can only I can only imagine like the feeling on that like when when that actually happened. Because so I want to say I think John McEnroe even made the comments like, "Oh, we might lose the battle tonight, but uh, we'll hopefully win the war." And then it just, and then I, I, I can't honestly just, I, thanks for sharing. That. Yeah. That was, that was beautiful. Pete. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a time for jokes. I'm, and I, these are not jokes, but like, dude, I feel that. Like I hate the jets. I really don't hate the jets, but I don't, but like, I feel legitimately bad for, because I think it's like, we all hate, you know, like rivals are rivals, but we're all in this crazy sports world, more importantly, together. And like at some point we put yourself, we put ourselves in your shoes. And like it sucks. Like it's and and you'll be like, you really don't know. And we don't, right? What it truly feels like. We have some relation with Purdue, right? And the Hummel injuries, but it's a lot more magnified now because we're older. Uh social media is even ten times crazier than it was in like oh nine. Um but did you ever like? I think you said it. It's like, do we care about sports too much? Like where it like literally makes us feel like sick. Like, did that cross your mind? Like, no. I don't know. I don't know. It was just. It's just one of those things, man. It's like you just like feel like you can't have nice things, right? Like as a Jets fan, I, again, I'm a Yankees fan. We've I've seen championships. It's been great, but. Man, when you're part of like when you're root for one of these teams, I mean, you could re- relate probably to Purdue. Purdue for you yeah. guys, it's just like Browns fans, Lions fans, like it's it's pretty it's pretty wild, man. Like, yeah, how many bad things can go go wrong for a franchise without it being like that? Feels like you're cursed, right? It's like especially Joe, the hype. It's like it's like Joe Namath like sold his soul for Super Bowl three and like put this curse over the franchise that they're just never, never going to have nice things again. It's just, it's, it's insane. I mean, and then Rogers comes out and says like, Hey, I might try to get back this year, which is obviously a pipe dream. I, definitely not going to happen. Cause we're not going to make the playoffs now. Like yeah. if Zach Wilson looked serviceable, maybe we sneak into the playoffs. Maybe, maybe there's a chance, but probably not still. And just the whole thing, man, just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. To answer your question, I don't know if we care too much, but, yeah, this one, uh, it sucked. And it's like the Browns are like, oh, we lost Nick Chubb. Totally got it. Like, super important player, your best player, probably. Just different. It's, the Browns it's not... were never supposed to be good. 
Like they weren't talked about like the Jets were. I know. And just the quarterback and the hype around it's just just not the same, you know? Like it's yeah. shitty. And then I had to talk about it for five days because everyone I talked to asked me about it. Which was yeah. like worse. It's like how you feeling? You all right? I'm like, I just don't now you, talk about it. now you know how we about. feel every first week of the March when you're texting me laughing in my face about Purdue losing to the D one double. At least you at least you made it to the tournament. I mean, like, gosh. Well, I don't think it's a comparison, Rich. Tur- like tournaments where the season starts. Like, yeah. I just—it's just. Different. This isn't about know. Purdue. No, I know. Not about know, Purdue, just... and it's like your best guy didn't get like. It's yeah. any. I think on a basketball court, even like the Hummel thing, just different. Like the quarterback is so important. Yeah, and this guy is li- like arguably the best thrower of the football in the history of the NFL. Top call, top three, top five, whatever you want to call it. Arguably. One of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game, and the Jets got him. And they had all the pieces around him, yeah, and just ripped out of your your heart four plays in. Honestly, if it happened like week five, I would have been equally as upset. But would have been like, man, it just wasn't meant to be. But four plays in, like we didn't even get to see one drive. Yeah, one yeah. like what could have? We couldn't even see what could have been. Like that was the hardest part. You feel ripped off, and then you got Zach Wilson rolling in. I'm like, that guy had no expectation to play that night. He was like, holy shit, I got to put my helmet on. Yeah. Right? Like, which I was like, all right, week two, maybe we can actually draw a game plan around this guy and he could look okay. It's just gotten worse. It's gotten worse each week. And oh, man, I don't know. Terrible. But we're, we're past it now. The Jets are bad again. Ugh. You know, back to the hopefully next year. It won't be the same. You know, even if Rodgers comes back, like the hype around it, the excitement, it's just going to be a little different. I'll be excited again. But, could be higher. Could there, be even higher, it, Pete. It could be, but there was something about like the, the first chance, the first year. I don't know. Like, was, Let me ask you this. What happens if, right, next week or before the trade deadline of October, they trade for Kirk Cousins? I know he's going to trade. We already talked about that. But what happens if you guys get a serviceable quarterback? Yeah, I mean, we'll t- – I mean, we'll t- We'll take whatever we can get right now. And again, like, I didn't I know Trevis ve- Simeon was still in the league. I, I I had no idea. I don't think he was. He was a free agent. Yeah. So he lost like a, a QB two job. I can't remember who he was competing with, but he didn't get. I didn't the, even the know he was in shape job. to play. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's I, not. Maybe that's why he didn't get it. That's the thing. It's like they even said, like if they brought someone in week three, week two, whatever you want to call it. It's like it's gonna take this guy at least two weeks to figure out the playbook. We have an early buy. I think we have week seven or six. I think it's week seven. Week seven by. So they're like, if a change, if a major change is going to happen, it'll be then. Because it's like, you got Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles coming up. Yeah. You want to bring some guy that doesn't have the offense in to play those teams? Probably not. But it's like, by week seven, our season could be over, right? If you don't. So, I don't know. I love Kirk Cousins. He's on his contract expires this year. So it's perfect situation. He plays with the Jets. Goes out and be a free agent next year. Goes back to the Vikings, whatever the hell he wants to do. Vikings get a haul for him. It makes sense for all parties involved because the Vikings are zero and three. But again, Kirk Cousins has a no trade clause, so he's got to say I'll do it, or doesn't matter. But like I don't know who else. Like they threw out all these names. Like Jameis Winston, he's playing for the Saints right now, and Gardner Minshew is thrown out there. He's playing for like all these guys are not going to trade their backup quarterbacks. Because of this reason, exactly right. So, yeah, if it was just your, like, if, there's no good answer. 
if it was your decision after that first game, would you have just said, all right, we, we're, we're tanking the rest of the season? Or because if they, if they try to make a trade, like at the trade deadline, it's like you're trying to get a few extra wins. And then at that point, you're just tanking your draft position to where you could maybe draft like the guy who's going to come after Rodgers. If it was up to you, after you, you find out Rodgers is done for the year, you still won that game against Buffalo, so you're 1-0. What are you doing? Are you still trying to salvage the season, or are you? I, I honestly thought Zach Wilson would be a little better, like be able to manage. I think everybody manage, did, right? Like that was my hope when they were like bringing in Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan or these guys. I was like, I'm I'm okay sticking with Wilson. I really was like, stick with Zach Wilson. That's our best right. option. But then you see him play, and you're like, fuck, like Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, all these guys can probably do better than Zach Wilson's doing. But it, it's one of those – like our O-line has been terrible too. So if you bring in a stationary quarterback like Matt Ryan, he's going to get killed back there. But he could make decisions to get rid of the ball quicker. I don't know. It, to answer your question, I was fine with Zach Wilson. I don't think they're going to tank the season. Like the, the reasoning being there's too many good guys on this team that care too much, and they're yeah. not going to waste a year of their career just saying, well, we want to get Caleb Williams or Drake May. It's just not going to happen. Right, right. Yeah, and I think the Jets are still good enough to win seven, six, seven, eight games. Like they just are. Like the team around Zach Wilson is good. So if they're if they bring in Trevor, like if Zach Wilson keeps playing the way he's playing, Trevor Simeon's coming in, and I don't know. Hopefully, he can win five. Or, like, it just doesn't matter though. Cause it's like we're not making the playoffs. Like I mean, I think we have to hope is that Garrett Wilson has killed Zach Wilson. You know, brutally by like week five or six. That seems about, to be the way it's going. Think about like Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, like all those young guys. Lazar decided, like, well, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, like they're on the rookie deals. My dad said it this week, and he's like, you got to think about those guys. They're trying to play for a big contract at some point. And they're not yeah. like getting yeah. zero stats because Zach Wilson is that. And again, it's fused at fears down the line because there's, you know, second year guys, but. Like these guys need to put up numbers. Like it's their livelihood. And you think about Randall Cobb, Dalvin Cook. It's like those guys are on one-year deals. They came to the Jets because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like what a yeah. like the morale in the locker rooms just got to be all over the place. Like yeah, you got veterans pissed. Yeah. You got rookies pissed. You got guys that are just middle of the road guys that want to want to deal someday, but they they can't do anything because they don't have a quarterback. It's just yeah. it's wild. I would say that's probably why the defense has maybe been a little bit more, you know, teams have moved the ball against them. Because honestly, I think it just the will to win has got to be crushed when you see what Zach Wilson is doing on the other side of the ball. And you just know it's like, oh, here we go again. Except this year, just it seems to be like even worse because honestly, that a home Patriots game, I feel like beginning of the year, you're thinking, okay, even with Zach Wilson, this is a game that this is one of our better chances to win. And then it's like your defense can hold down Mac Jones easy. And then Zach just needs to make a few plays and said, he was just absolute dog shit. And the craziest part is like, and I've seen all this crazy stuff on the internet, but he had that one drive in the fourth quarter where he looked fine. I'm like, he just drove 73 yards through a touchdown or they ran it in for the touchdown, but made a lot of good throws. And on that drive in the fourth quarter, they had more yards on that drive than they had the first three quarters. Like, how does that happen? And then I saw something that's like, oh, Bill Belichick is just toying with the Jets. They're like, oh, we'll, we'll let Zach Wilson drive down the field one time so they keep him at their, as their quarterback next year. Like, 
it's just I, I don't know, man. Like uh-huh. I don't know what they do. It's just it's not pretty though. Would you, know? you say this is uh the lowest point of your fandom in your no, life? Definitely not. No. Really? Like no, like overall, like New York sports, not just like overall. No. I mean the Jets are like they've been bad my whole life besides two years. I uh, know I'm talking about all your teams. Like your like your overall sports fandom. Oh. No, I mean Devils will be good again this year. <laughs> I, 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 how would I know? We were, NHL is about okay. to start. All right. Well, hey, that's good. We haven't hit rock bottom. I mean, that's good. People got doubles. And, um, yeah, the Yankees are brutal. You know what? I, I heard something yes. funny. I was listening to the postgame show. Yeah, that's letting it up a little bit. I was listening to the postgame show on the Jets radio. I was driving out of the airport, and some guy calls in. They're all pissed, right? They're all screaming at the, the guys. They're like, this is a disaster. This this <laughs> franchise is a fucking joke. Like, it's funny stuff. But he's like, I've never watched a football game where I saw the punters start warming up on first down because they know we're going three and out. And it's like, the, the, he's like, I'm not kidding. Every time Zach Wilson got the ball on first down, the punters started warming up. And it's like, it's true, dude. The problem is, it's the time of possession. It's like the Pats had the ball for like 75 percent of the game. It's like. Three knots. Yeah. It's insane. Like we get the ball, and we just give it back. It's like three yes. plays. Here, here you go. Maybe a first down. Here we go. Yeah. Like it's just it's nuts, man. Um, all right, Pete. Any final thoughts? We're thinking of you. We, you know, all jokes aside, we feel bad. Uh no, that's it. Okay. This is the last time I'm talking about it. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. Straight from the desk to Pete. Um, jet season's done. Um, okay, let's talk a little NFL. Uh, I I think I texted this group. I think it's been a very boring start to the season. I think um, I've watched almost every game. Uh, I think Pete said was right. The first game was probably the best, or the Monday night game, uh, Jets Bills was probably the best game. I mean, I, it's just it's like something's missing. It's like the stars aren't being the stars. The Bengals are bad. The Vikings are bad. Uh, the Bears are bad. Not that they had any expectations, but. NFL is better when the Bears are there. You know, at least we get some some hype from our friend groups. Uh, the Pats are bad. Like, are the boring teams just good, or, or or is it just lack of excitement? Or am I totally wrong? Like, do you guys feel like the excitement of the start? I just think it's been it's been a snooze fest. Yeah, I mean, you look over in the NFC, it's like the Niners and Eagles. So it's like, oh, surprise, they're three and zero, but it's like they're just doing doing their thing. But it's like they're not necessarily like they're not doing it in like a sexy way. I think like the Eagles barely snuck by the Pats. You know, they, you know, they kind of just did, did what they do against the Bucks. Then the Niners are just a machine, but it's like you go over on the AFC side and I'm like, I think everyone's got a lot besides the, what the, the Dolphins are the Dolphins, yeah. the only undefeated team, the yep. Dolphins, I guess are probably, if you're going to say one team's been entertaining, it's them of course, but it's like, yep. yeah, everyone else is, no, I think has at least lost one. What, I guess are the Browns undefeated too? Am I just making yeah. things up now? No, just they the lost. Dolphins, oh, okay. Dolphins, Niners, Eagles, the only three. Nice. Right, so Colts are tied for second in the AFC. So I mean, that's been fun. But uh, yeah, no, I I agree. Until last Sunday, it felt like we didn't have very many like entertaining games going down to the wire. Nothing. Like yeah. It's like, like the most entertaining thing was like the Dolphins hanging 70 on the Broncos. But then finally we got like some close games that day. It was like Colts and Ravens going overtime, the the Packers and Saints. It's like 
we finally saw some of these matchups actually ending up being entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, yeah. like, I think, I think there's more, I don't know what the right word is, but, like, levelness or, like, I feel like the parity. Parity. That's the word. Is, there's more parity in the NFL than I think we've seen in a long time, right? There's a few teams that are just, yeah, bottom. Yeah. I mean, the Bears being probably the one that stands out in my mind. That's just been getting blown out every game. But everyone thought the Cardinals were going to be bad. They're playing everyone pretty tough. Everyone thought the Colts were going to be terrible. They're playing everyone pretty tough. Same with the Texans. Like they had one bad loss, but I mean, they're hanging in there, right, with a rookie quarterback. So I think mm-hmm. that's probably what's driving some of the lack of excitement. Is that the teams that are supposed to be bad are actually playing pretty good but they're not fun teams to watch it's like hard nose old school purist football versus like these classic chiefs Bengals games we're used to it's like 38 35 like yeah. we just haven't seen that stuff yet but it'll come i mean it's week it will finish week three mm-hmm. you got bills dolphins this week that should be a really good game jets chiefs would have been a good game if we had aaron Rodgers, but that's not that's gonna be a shit show now but th- i think there's there's good games coming um and I, I I forget who always says. I think it's Sal Powell. The first four weeks are like the preseason, right? Like every team's trying to figure out their identity. Every team's trying to figure out, you know, what they're good at, what they're they they're challenged with, and how they can win games. And I think as you kind of get into let's call it quarter two of the season, I think stuff starts to click for teams and it becomes more fun to watch. I, and I think we forget that every year. I really do because I think. The bad teams will start playing bad because the good teams are going to get better. But I think it's 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 a week or two away. Yeah, I think I mean, it's even it just highlights how impressive that twenty year dynasty of New England was. I mean, I saw a graphic; they went to like every AFC championship. I mean, I think this is what the NFL wants. They want everything to be level and teams to be you know stay in the race as long as possible, fans to watch. Because, but yeah, there's just no flashy teams like the Chiefs lost opening night. The, the Ravens aren't that good. The Bengals are bad. There's also been a lot of injuries. There's also been a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. injuries. I was saying this on Sunday. I feel like the quarterbacks are getting hit way harder than they have in years past. It's and I I think it's a tribute to well, one, they made all those rules all those years to protect the quarterbacks. I think the defensive players are just getting that much better. Where it even with the rule changes, like they're getting so much faster and stronger. And the O-linemen are staying the same, just these big, big blocking guys, right? Like quick feet, maybe quick hands. But you look at a Micah Parsons or a Miles Garrett, like those guys are an Aaron Donald, like freaks. And I think that's more of the mold of a defensive lineman now versus like the old school D tackles, like a, a Sheldon Rankins or I don't like even know. Ted Washington and Keith Trailer, the 375 yeah, yeah, pound like, dudes. Like that's not what the D-line's made of anymore. And they're just faster, stronger. And I feel like the quarterbacks are just getting lit up. Like the, I feel like the defense is, and that's probably why the games aren't as exciting. I think the defense is starting to catch up with the offense, and they figured out ways around all these rule changes to still be effective and get after the quarterback and the running backs. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of injuries too, because these guys aren't used to getting hit, and the defensive teams are getting to them. But yeah, I agree. It feels like the the defense, like the, there's more quality defensive ends and whatnot coming in each year than there are offensive linemen and then really like i see fans like complaining like when uh like their backup offensive linemen you know come in and aren't very good it's like 
you are lucky if you have even like four forget like a full set of like five good starting offensive linemen and it's like forget having backups that can come in that can play well it's like those backups were good enough to be starters there would be jobs for them starting in the league there's just not enough good offensive linemen and it's like yeah I, I totally agree it's like and you mentioned miles garrett like was miles garrett has he been worth a number one overall pick in your guys opinion like is, is he do you kind of view him as that for kind sure. of like defensive playmaker yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. Miles Garrett's I agree. great. I yeah. I agree. I think sometimes I almost forget that he was a number one overall, but I feel like he's never a guy that that's referred to as like any question that he was worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I honestly forgot that. I mean, Mario Mario Williams was a guy who probably wasn't worth that. Yeah. Um, Davian uh, Clowney. Yeah, long yeah. career, but not as good as the hype. You know, hit at Michigan in South Carolina. I got him that, but um. Yeah, I mean, any, any, I, I know we have a lot to get to today. Dean Colts, surprisingly, not as bad as we thought. Hey, I mean, I wasn't able to watch a whole lot because, I mean, the games are coming on like kind of late in the evening and I was having to watch on my phone and shit. But anyway, uh, it's been, it, it's a little, it's a little up and down. It'd be nice if Richardson could finish a game. He started two games and he's left with injury in both of them and then didn't play against Baltimore. But I mean, from what I've seen so far, very excited very excited um it's it's gonna be a little bit weird kind of as he kind of goes through the season there's definitely gonna be more ups and downs and there's gonna be a lot of yeah. people that seem to that are gonna desperately want to be right you know if, if he doesn't work out so i'm sure his his lows are gonna be kind of all over the place and people will be trying to clown the colts but so far he looks every bit of kind of the freak athlete that he was you know advertised as being just uh needs to do a better job protecting himself got concussed on on a touchdown or he could have easily yeah. protected himself it's like come on man come on man <laughs> yeah, I would say I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with really all the rookies i mean i thought C, uh, cj stroud played really good this weekend I mean, bryce young's already hurt yeah bryce young's been a little bit of a flop but um stroud's uh, been really good stroud's been good uh, anthony richardson I'm, I'm surprised hand up i didn't think he was gonna be good um but he's they again they built the offense around him and it's like that's what's most frustrating about the jets is like nathaniel hackett can't figure out how to build an offense around zach wilson it might be you know the brain in between his ears that can't figure it out zach wilson i'm saying but yeah i mean you, you see anthony richardson come in and that team was terrible last year and they're winning games because they built an offense around their strengths so yeah it's i i'll I'd be pleased if I was Colts fans. Like your oh, yeah. your best players holding out, and you're still figuring it out. Oh, yeah, that division division is terrible. I mean, the Jaguars didn't look that good last week. So, not saying first. I, I don't know first. if you have. I don't know if you have a chance to win it, but you'll be there. I think end of mm -hmm. the season with it with a shot. Yep. Yeah, I do want to talk about one team uh, in the NFC North. Um, we're we're a big Chicago podcast. Always have been. Probably always will. It's getting harder though. It's getting a lot harder. Uh, the Bears, you know, we are we all know the Bears are a laughing stock, right? We don't need to pick them all or down. But there's something seriously wrong in Chicago. Like there is something seriously wrong. Um, these fans, uh, they don't deserve this. They do not deserve this, um, boys. What do you like? What's going on? Obviously, we know 
everyone's going to blame it on the front office. The coaches suck this and that, but how long can you blame it on the coaches until like, I, what, what's the answer? I don't know. Maybe it's the coaches. Maybe it's Justin Fields. I just, like, don't get where, it. Where do we go? Like top, top to bottom organization, organizational failure. Like I, I'd call that what it is like. Yeah. Fields could be great. And it's not going to cover up the fact that they've got offensive linemen that don't know what the fuck they're doing. Cole Komet, you know, can't decide like what, when he wants, like what he's doing on half the plays. Chase Claypool doesn't fucking know like if he wants to, you know, to try on a single play. Chase Claypool, like, one, yeah, he wants to play half the time. Yeah, and it's like, and all this shit is kind of coming down like the stuff with like with with uh, the defensive coordinator, like it's not just. And I, I wouldn't say it's any one person or NC. I'd say it's kind of like a top to bottom deal i'd say there's a, a lot more wrong than right there it's really bad i and i honestly would say you know i mean we just went through a, a five minute monologue of your sufferings i think it's 10 times worse to be a bears fan because i don't think there's any light at the end of the tunnel um I mean, the draft that's what, that's what we've been going through for for 12 years as a jets fan so i, yeah, I can I relate know, but like i, I think there's relate. at least like the owner like you know there's they're already making sell the team shirts and you know, I mean, it's 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 bad. Like, I I don't think we're there with the Jets. Um, I feel bad for Chicago. Like, I love Chicago. Yeah, um, I just don't. I just don't get it. Like, Justin Fields. I know they only won what four games last year, three games. You showed so much promise last year. Like, although they were losing, like he was good. He <laughs> it figured out ways to move the ball down the field. He was electric with his legs. You saw the arm strength, and you saw the accuracy in some cases, but. They got all the pieces from a weapon standpoint around him. They did, yeah. It, something yeah, is I mean, terribly they, off, and the, and then the locker room stuff, right? With with Field saying, um, like when they asked him, "Hey, what you know, what's what's wrong with the offense?" He's like, "What do you say? Uh, could be coaching or something." Could be coaching. Yeah, backtracked obviously on that pretty heavily. Next interview, but the fact that he said that just there's a huge disconnect. Clearly, um, I think they're trying to not have him run as much which is probably smart but if you can't move the ball throwing the ball like let the guy loose what, what do you got to lose you know well i think they pretty much are i mean he's like yeah i'm gonna play free and like i mean he's missing reads <clears throat> there's no doubt like he's he's, a, he's afraid he's missing wide open yeah. receivers and, and definitely the o-line is horrible but i mean he's got a he's got receivers he's got running backs uh the defense is really bad yeah, I think Epperflus was coming in as a defensive guy, but it just feels it feels like Groundhog's Day. I, I feel bad for them because, like, I think those are like all right, similar to the Jets, right? This is this is going to be the year where we're going to be at least better, competitive. Rogers left the division, right? It's a winnable division, but then you get you know, stomped by the Packers at home in, in your own house. Yeah, in week just, one. man, just a big reality check. So I think it just sucks because like. You know, you at least want to have hope going in, you know, past Halloween, I would say. But there's a there's a few teams, you know, we talked about parody, but there's just, there's a few teams that have zero hope that are already looking at the draft and hoping Caleb Williams declares. Um I mean if the Jets get the number one pick, is Caleb Williams declaring? Yeah. I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah, he, he's gone, yeah. <laughs> any of that shit I, about I, these guys, I, any of these guys saying, Oh, like we're we're gonna wait. And it's like, oh, we can make the same amount of money we'd make on a rookie contract of NIL. 
No, the real money is on your second deal. And the sooner you get to that to that second NFL contract, that's the real money. So all these whenever these guys are like posturing, be like, oh, we may yeah, come back. Guys like, like Justin up. Fields aren't getting second second contracts. Justin Fields. I don't. Yeah, it'll be I, that, that's like, that's the thing. Dean is like guys well, like Justin Fields. And Zach but it's Wilson, like no matter like, what, if they wait another would, year, they're still going to go to a bad team. It's just yeah, right. you're always if you're going to be a top five pick and Caleb Williams and Drake may. I don't know. They're going to be top five picks. You can wait three years. You're still going to have a bad team in three years picking you. Yeah. Like Chicago's always going to be waiting. Just sit. <laughs> Chicago will be there, man. That's got to be the most demoralizing part for Bears fans. Is that it doesn't even matter that you're going to have you know a top a top three top five pick. I'm saying that just kind of being nice. They're probably going to be picking one overall, but. Then they also get Carolina's pick, and Carolina is also just as is very bad too. And it's like even with like two top five picks, you're like, fuck, <laughs> because it, it's the same front office, the same coaching staff, the same rest of the team. Like those, like yeah. whoever you draft there is not going to magically fix all the problems. It's not going to bring back that like the lawn mowing equipment that was stolen. Like it's it's rough there, and, and that's got to be the most hopeless part. Because at least, it, like, if you just have like a bad year and like you fire the coach, hire a new coach, it's like whatever, you know, that you have hope for the next year. But when it's like an organizational thing, yeah, it's you, ain't fire, you ain't firing the entire front office, you ain't firing the owner is not getting fired, the president, like, they're not getting fired. McClaskey's that's, that, that's yeah. demoralizing, that yeah. kind of kills your hope a little bit, yeah. Um, all right, well, let, let's offer a uh, a handshake of hope. Um, how do we turn this thing around for Chicago? Let's on the let's end on a high note. I mean, I, I would just Pete shaking I, his head. I'd be looking. I want to see what they do with Fields and to see if like you know if they even have him go back to like what he was doing at Ohio State, which is just like first read. If it's there, great. If it's not, run. Like yeah, you just can't go. win in the yeah. NFL long term doing that though. Like you got to well, be able to get through two or three reads. So it's like it, you've got to build up his confidence though, because I think the issue, the issue that I, I would say is that because uh, when Anthony Richardson was getting scouted by the Colts, so their VP of scouting asked him, "Is like, hey, what the hell was up with all the inconsistency? Like, why can't you make some of these easy throws?" And he literally said, "It's like honestly, just there's too many people in my ear telling me different things that I'm supposed to be doing." And it's like, I wonder if that's what's going on with Fields is that, you know, you have these guys that they're telling them you need to be a pocket passer. Well, it's like Fields is not that like, right. He, he needs to be. He, he, I agree. He does need to be able to do it a little bit, but it's like he's staying in the pocket. And then like when he has lanes to run, he's afraid to throw some of these routes, even like when they're open, like he just looks like a guy who's thinking too much. And it's like when you if you stop to think in the NFL. You're dead. Like yep. you just, you just gotta be go. Like guys, guys, you have to throw guys open sometimes. And just like, I don't know. I, I, I'm worried about this this offensive coordinator that they have. And it's like he's. I don't think he's gonna be employed there very long. But I, don't yeah. know. I would take any any improvement for Fields. Like they gotta find a way to get his confidence back. That's yeah. wild about the Panthers pick. Though I kind of forgot about that. So they're gonna have. I mean, the yeah, Panthers are not, are not winning more than five games this year. So. And there's gonna bad. be it's gonna be an interesting draft because you have the, the Bears and the Cardinals each own two first. The Bears own the Panthers and the Cardinals own the Texans. Now the Texans are looking a little bit better, you know, with, with the way Stroud's playing. But it's like <laughs> I think after like week two, it was like the Bears and Cardinals own the top four picks 
in the draft. So that'll be something to watch <laughs> the rest of the year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I want it's like again, we don't want to go too far down the road with the draft already, but yeah. do they do they trade one of those picks away like for someone else to trade in and get a quarterback? Do they yeah. draft just like the best best quarterback, best defensive player back to back? You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Cardinals will be interesting to see what they do with Kyler. When's he coming back? That, that's a good question. I don't. I don't know. No one wants that contract. That's the problem. Yeah, it's, it's a bad contract, and they'll take they'll take a quarterback. I think I don't think they care. Like even if they got to keep Kyler and they can't get rid of him, they'll just take a quarterback. Dude, the yep. Cardinals like are like talk about a team that just not didn't lay down. They've been competitive in every single game. I mean, they they arguably could be three and zero. Like they probably right. should be at least two and zero after blowing that seventeen point lead. Um, but yeah, it's uh. Just shows okay. how bad the Jets and Giants are, though. It's like the Cowboys look like the best team on the planet, and then the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Cardinals brought them back down to earth. You know. God. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of demoralizing to talk about the draft in Week Three. Like, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. So, um, state of the it, Pats, Rick, real quick. Cause yeah, the I mean, the, we're talking about bad teams. I I don't. It's it's not much better over here. I mean, I was listening to a podcast and like. We always beat the Jets, but like beating the Jets like we did doesn't feel like a win. It just feels like, you know, it just feels like we slipped by. Which we did. I mean, the, the Jets had the ball, you know, to, to win the game at the end of the game. I don't know. I think Mac. I think the offense is better, um, but our old line is a huge problem. Like we can't run the ball. We can't really throw the ball. Max doesn't have time. He's being efficient. Like he, his stats are there. The defense is is okay, uh, better than average, I would say. So. I don't know. I think it's it's going to be like a, you know, it's just going to it's going to be an up and down season. So, is it time I, for Bill? Is it time for Bill to go? I don't know, man. It's getting closer. It's definitely getting closer. Um, How long can you just be okay after that twenty year run with just mediocrity? I don't know, Pete. It's new to us. Um, it's not new anymore. It's been like four years. Well, we're like two years removed from the playoffs, so it's it's pretty new. Um, I I, I don't know, consider, man. Consider it's, that a playoff berth. You got like, killed. But. The bright the the it was hard because like and we didn't even talk about it's like Tom came back and man it just like talk about nostalgic like he just comes back and gives us everything we wanted says he'll be a patriot for life runs down the sidelines like man it was just it was like it was like we were dreaming for a second and then we just go back to reality. Of just a mediocre football team. I don't know. I feel like we just backed ourselves like two years ago in a free agency and just got some really bad contracts. Uh, we like got Hunter Henry and like we got Aguilar. He's gone. Jacoby Myers is gone. Like we just wasted a lot of money on some bad, some bad picks. And I don't know. I don't know if Mac Jones is the guy. Like that's the biggest question is like he's serviceable, but he's not one year Super Bowl. Not with that team. No. Yeah so, yeah, so I was gonna ask who, who would you say the best players on this Pats team are? Because I don't honestly, know. I struggle to Yeah, I don't just Gasecki. That's it. Honestly, like, the best, like the best role players, players are is our first round draft pick this year, Christian Gonzalez. Like <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. he's been very he's been locked down. They're gonna put him on C D Lamb, they said on Sunday. So shadow him. He's been like really good. But that's about Matthew Judon. He's Judon, you know, he's yeah. gone. We locked him up. Uh Ramondre is okay. Zeke's been horrible. Uh, 
He had some good runs against the Jets at the end of the game there. Yeah, he did. I don't know, man. It's just like the receiving core, I think, is what hurts the most because I think we just have a bunch of average receivers. Kendrick Bourne. Um, yeah. Juju. Ju- uh, yeah, I mean, Juju, talk about a bad contract. That's a horrible contract. Uh, Jacoby Myers, we let him go, and we gave Juju the exact same contract they gave Jacoby the rate uh, to the Raiders, and he's been way better. So I just – I don't know, man. It just feels like – you know, we did, we caught lightning in a bottle with Tom, obviously, and it just feels like we're not pressing the right buttons. I don't know. Can you, imagine, like, can you imagine Tom, like, on that speech on the field, said, I'm coming back for another year to the Pats, and then ran down the field to the end zone and tore, and tore his Achilles? That's lots, lots, <laughs> my brain can't compute that, Pete. Uh, Pete. Pete just said that he's like dead. I, I think that would be 10 times worse than Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers was like, didn't have a great year last year. So it's like, I don't know, man. Tom Brady means more to us than Aaron Rodgers will ever mean to any team, Green Bay included. So there'll be no player that means more to a city than Tom Brady means to the Patriots and the greater city of Boston. So I understand, Pete. I've already given you my condolences. Um, I don't know, Pats. We're I, we're no man's land, man. I think we're just like an average football team that'll squeak out some wins. I don't know. It, it do, is promising that we played the two of the best three teams in the league very competitively and had a chance to beat them both um, at the end of the games in Miami and Philly. Uh, I don't know. Beat the beat the Jets. Uh, I think this will be a good game against the the Cowboys. Like I really do. Is that at home or at Dallas? That's in uh, it's in Jerry's world. So yeah, that's in Dallas. I don't know, man. I think we're really bad on turf, though. Like I know, or I guess not because we play on turf in Gillette, but in domes, like we just don't. We we just we lost in Dallas a couple of years ago. We lost in Minnesota last year. Like we're just bad dome. We're a bad dome team. Yep. So it, yeah, it, it's state of the Pats is I. I don't know, man. We're no man's land, which is not—it's not a great place to be, to be honest. Like, I'd rather have to pivot to the draft or we're all in. Yeah, you're either rebuilding or you're competing. Yeah, it's almost worse just being like the yeah, like, like seven to nine win team every year. Yeah, it's like what is that? Like, will we pick twentieth in the draft every year and hope we nail it? But I don't know. I—I I, something tells me we're gonna try to make a splash for a wide receiver this year. I just want to go on the record. Something tells me who. Robert Woods. Robert Woods would be like wide receiver two on that team. That's how <laughs> bad. I I don't know. I I I don't know. I saw. I I'm not even gonna say his name, but there was a top receiver that was talked about. I don't think it would ever happen. But say his name. We're on the pod. I'm not. I'm not gonna say his name. He. It, it, I'll. I'll get laughed at. Devonte Adams. Randy Moss. Better than that. Better than that. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's oh, yeah, it was JJ. It was Justin Jefferson, but they were like, "Would you give up like four? I don't know. There was like, right. Justin definitely Jefferson. not legitimate rumbling. Because you're like, if they trade Kirk Cousins, they just kind of total or break it down and rebuild. And the answer is yes. no, because they're yes. going to try to get Caleb Williams or Drake May, and they still want Justin Justin Jefferson. They would never yeah. trade Justin no. Jefferson. Yeah, let me be very clear about that. I'm not that delusional. Uh, have to get Van Jefferson. Yeah. Van Jefferson. The best, I mean, the best part of our season has been the lighthouse. Have you guys, have you guys gone? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It. It's breathtaking. It. 
it's breathtaking. Uh, the scoreboard is the biggest scoreboard I think in like the world. Um, that's nice. that's awesome. So that we have that going for us, but yeah, I mean we we we're not a good football team, and we we don't. There's not a lot of hope. Right, let's pivot to real quick. I know we've been on NFL for a while, but yeah, the good teams. We haven't talked about that. Talk about the bad teams. Talk about our teams. Dolphins, Niners, call it Eagles. Um, Chiefs are still there. We don't have to pick Super Bowl, you know, matchups right now, but the Dolphins look almost unbeatable. And, and again, their, de- their, defense isn't, their defense isn't anything to call home about. It's good, not great, but that offense. When they is, score 40 a game, they don't, they don't really need a good defense. I, I, don't, I don't know who, beat, who can beat them. I really don't like again. Three weeks, you know, Monday morning quarterback. They look unreal. Two of stays healthy. Like I, I don't know an AFC team that could beat them. I really the, first, the first team that gets their hands on Tua, yep, will will beat them. But also, hey, like we're, we're three weeks in. They've beaten the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Pats. Two of those teams, very bad. And the Chargers, it's like the Chargers. Find ways to lose to everyone, it seems. Yeah. So it's like uh the jury probably, obviously probably should have won that game, the Chargers. Yeah. Jury is definitely still out, but honestly, I mean they're exciting to watch. Purdue's boy Raheem Mostert, four TDs, A chain, four TDs, probably sitting on a lot of fantasy owners' benches for that. But yep. and Tyreek, I mean, they put up 70 without Jalen Waddle. I know. It's like that's there's that that whole offense just so fast. Mostert, HA, Waddle, Tyreek, all so like four fast. three guys. Like, good luck, good luck, man. And McDaniel's is the weirdest guy. Like, I just still, I'm like, how is this like guy an NFL coach? I think how is he so, so good? So I think he's so weird that it works. He, exactly, he's like so. But the moment they're bad, like his shtick gets really. It, oh, it's yeah. not funny at all. It's kind of um, like Belichick. Like his grumpy old man shtick. I'd agree. Once they're a little old. old. Not, not is, old. There, is there any shtick that works when you're bad? Well, we'll talk about Dion here in a second. But yeah, it's good. It's a good question. Uh, but we forget, right? We have short memories. The Dolphins started this exact way last year and then they imploded. Uh, hot, fast, good, beating up on bad teams. And then they lost like seven in a row. So yeah. I think they go as far as Tua goes. I think that's probably pretty obvious. I don't even know who their backup is, but. Mike White. Mike White. Probably the Jets would love that Mike White right now. But oh, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, then on the NFC side, like Eagles and Niners, just feels like those two teams are headed straight for each other. NFC Championship rematch. It's I like, think the Niners win it too if they say healthy. Yeah, yeah I think the, the Niners just – Brock Purdy, he didn't play – like the game I was able to watch when he, they played the Rams, he didn't play – like he was missing a lot of throws in that game. But their defense is just so damn good. You like make McCaffrey is just so yeah. good. Like, and then Ayuk and Debo, Kittle. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no one wanted that. Uh, no one wanted that contract because he was had been hurt so often. See, man, yep. it's like you yep. kind of get it. It's he's by far the highest paid running back, and he's why running backs been, are not getting paid. Yeah, he had been hurt like two of the three years prior to that. So, and the Niners took a flyer on it. It's worked out incredibly well, but that was no slam dunk deal especially with the contract he had yeah well, he's, well in his case he's yeah he has managed to stay a little bit healthier with them but also it's the fact that he's a legit receiver 
Like he's not one of these dudes, or one that, that that's a running back and calls himself a receiver because they can catch like a screen pass or like go out sit in the flat and catch a check down. Like they have him run like legit routes, and like that offense, like they, really they, good. They Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk along with C Mac. It's like, hey Brock Purdy, you just have to be serviceable and yeah. you're gonna look good. And he's well, been better than that. And then that's well, not even talking about all the studs they have on defense. You go down the list, they have some of the best players. You know, in the league on defense, all 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 there like Werner, uh, Bosa, Armstead, like they've got dudes there. Man, I mean, he that literally just has to, he literally just has to get the ball in these guys' hands. Like Debo looks like the hardest guy in the world to tackle when he has the ball in his hands, and McCaffrey same way, just like super twitchy, like quick, slippery guy. Like the, the and Kittle is Kittle, it's just a big target, right? But. Yep. And Ayuk is, I think, has been a surprise. I know he was hurt last week, but it's been a surprise. Like, he looks like all of a number one really receiver. Good. Really right? Good. Like, I don't know, man. It's it's a wild it's a wild team to watch. Like, mm-hmm. Purdy doesn't have to be great. He he could throw up for 300 yards, throwing the ball 10 yards downfield all game. Yeah. You know? 10 air yards, 300 pass yards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are we going to talk? <clears throat> Are we going to talk about it? Yeah, Go for it. I did. I know everyone's had every take in the world, but pretty like, wild. Pretty just wild. I just don't care. I just don't. I just you don't. don't care. You don't care at all. I, I'm. Just, it's wild that if you looked at ESPN's Instagram on Sunday, like six of eight posts That's, at one point I, were, were pictures of Taylor Swift. Everything. Yeah. I just don't care. I just don't care. You're in the minority, Pete. A lot of people care. I know, and I don't understand why. Yeah, they're bringing people together. Swift and Kelsey bringing the Swifties to the NFL. Like, bro, that 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 game had the biggest ratings like ever. It's crazy I saw how crazy like, that he gained like three three hundred thousand followers overnight in a, in a day. Yeah. That's that was wild. But, uh, do you think? I mean, I don't even need to get into it. It just seems like. It feels like Taylor Swift is too big to date anybody in the world. But like to date Travis Kelsey, like I don't need to get into like the, the dynamics of them dating, but it just felt like worlds colliding and it was just it was kind of crazy to see. It's a weird couple. I weird just, couple. I can't I, I would not want to watch a football game sitting next to Taylor Swift. Like they had the camera on her and she's giving like let's fucking go. I was like, God, that ugh. No. Yeah, I kind of like. I kind of like didn't work. Of course. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm not gonna be hardo about it. And be like, blah, blah. But <laughs> I thought it. Was, I thought it was kind of cool. I'm not obsessed with it. I'm tired of hearing about it. But in the moment, I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't feel that way. But I didn't. Feel I, like I, it, I didn't feel like it was okay. cool. I just didn't I, care. I don't think it was that cool. That's hey. That's okay. That's why we have podcasts to. Agree to disagree. I thought it was cool for a second, and uh, you know, I don't, wa- don't walk it back now, Rick. Cool. I'm not cool walking it second. back. I'm, I'll, I'll be on the record. Like, if I'm a, if I'm a Travis Kelsey, like a regular dude, dating in a different universe, dating Taylor Swift, and she come, I like, I mean, it's a big deal. I think that somebody said is like, it's such a big deal because the NFL, think about it, has never had mega star like dating girlfriends like you do don't date megastars like think about it the biggest one was like uh tom and uh, giselle obviously but giselle wasn't like even close to a megastar it's and and then tony romo and jessica simpson who else 
That's a good point. It, I, I don't know. It, it always ends bad, too. Always ends bad. It's definitely going to end bad, for sure. But, like, the NBA guys are the dudes that date, like, these megas. It's weird. NFL dudes just don't date. Do the NBA guys, though? Like, who? Kendall Jenner. Uh... No, Kendall Jenner doesn't count. She's, like, building her own roster. She's building her own roster. Yeah, she's did. She did a lot of dudes. I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to think. I just feel like Travis and Taylor couldn't be more different. Like some a girl that sings sad love stories about people breaking her heart, and Travis Kelsey's just like this party boy. Doesn't get he's getting about into anything. it. He's getting. He's dipping his toes into a little bit. No, I'm not. He doesn't seem I, together. Uh, love Doctor Pete tapping in. It's a it's a wild. It's, Pete's it's getting wild, reeled in. It's a, yeah, it's a can, wild couple. See, you could tell he was being hard at first, and now he's like, oh, I can't all right, like moving on. I'm all right, moving on. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, let's talk college. Uh, big college weekend, and uh, obviously the talk of the town has been Dion in Colorado. Uh, obviously a lot to catch up on. The last couple of weeks, I don't think really missed anything. Last week was a massive slate. We had Notre Dame, Ohio State. We had Colorado, Oregon. Uh, we had Purdue Wisconsin on that Friday night. Uh, not a ton of shakeup in the in the college football world. Um, let's let's talk Colorado. Obviously, Dion uh, won a thriller against Colorado State. Talking the talk, having rappers college game day, big news Saturday. Everyone's been there. The Rock. They go into Oregon and get trounced. They get trounced unapologetically trounced. And now it seems to be CU's the victim. I don't get it. I'm not buying into it. I'm a, I'm a CSU, a CU, excuse me. Uh, I think I'm a Dion guy. Uh, I don't want to say I'm a CU guy because I hate CU, but, but it, it doesn't work like that, fellas. You can't, you can't go three weeks and pretty much the whole offseason just videotaping everything, blah, blah, blah. And then Dan Lanning has a few words to say, beats the doors off you, and now you're – now he's the bad guy and you're the victim. Is that how it works? Uh, for the record, I I have a picture of Ryan wearing a CU shirt all of two weeks ago. So when he says he's a CU hater, let's just let's just take it with a grain of salt. I I, I I was I I got the opportunity for a corporate event and I and I sit and I supported that their client. Company man, I'm a company man. So if if uh, the Eagles sent you to the Super Bowl versus the Pats, would you have worn an Eagles shirt or? Dude, a Pats I, I, shirt? This is bad. This is bad podcast. We can talk about this off air. No, this is a great podcast. <laughs> I, I don't. It's not. It's. I mean, you're not gonna. You're not gonna pin, pin me into a corner. Who, who controls the Instagram? We need to put this picture of Ryan up there. <laughs> yeah, the Instagram. Well, they'll put it up. All right, we'll put the picture. Of we'll Ryan talk to our. Team. We'll talk to our social team. Um, Pete, I see you. The victims of Dan Lanning's words and his talk on the field i'll be honest like i was kind of tired of the dion thing after two weeks it's it is exciting he's polarizing got all that fun to watch i tune into the game you know i get it everyone's tuning in but the reality is like they're not that good of a team they won one game last year exactly yeah yeah and i know they they turned the roster over 75 percent, all that stuff and Again, not having with Travis Hunter, mm-hmm. I think that hurts, right? I still think they lose to Oregon, but do they do they put up twenty points maybe and not lose forty, you know, forty two to six or whatever it was? And maybe, right? Like you think Travis Hunter's worth fourteen points? 
I think that offense. I think that I think that offense. He had two seconds to throw. I think that offense moves more with Travis Hunter. Uh, It takes away defenders. He playing all. They're double teaming him. Like it changes the game. It changes the game. Having your best player out there changes the game. That's just. I'm not saying it's 14 points, but I I don't think any players are 14 points in any league. I think it's. I, I will say I think they move the ball a little bit better. They still get absolutely stomped, and Oregon just leaves their starters in a little bit longer. I think what we saw on Saturday was Oregon's has been a legitimate top ten, top fifteen team for years now. And I mean Colorado, like even if you hate Colorado, it's like you have to be honest. They they were never they the Vegas line headed at what minus twenty one. This game was never expected to be close. So it's like yeah, Dan Lanning like being a little bit of a hardo, being like you know. They, they go for clicks, like we go for wins or whatever. It's like, all right, man, like you clearly have a more talented team than what Dion's rolling out there on the field there. It's like, well, I just that. think well, you, saw the, you, saw the, you saw the 21-point line in week one versus TCU. So that like gave everyone hope. It's like, oh, they're counting them out again. They're going to at least cover 21. Yeah. But TCU is, has proven to us that they're not, you know, they're not yeah. Oregon. They're not USC. Like, USC is going to beat them by at least 21 points this week. Uh, I don't think it's going to be close. I I mean, if we want to talk about that now, I think USC is a little bit of a concerning team to me because their defense is bad. They can score a lot. I think they have a better offense than Oregon, but their defense is bad. And that's, I think, where it's like Colorado can score some points. That might be like a, a, a pick later. It's like I, that's what I've kind of got my eye on. Like that—that's what I'm—I'm I'm, I'm intrigued by. Yeah, but if you, you know, look at Colorado's rest of the schedule. You want—you can go first, Rick. Sorry. I want to go back to something, Dean. You're falling into what I was saying. Colorado. It doesn't matter how bad where they were last year, dude. They're talk. They were the talk of the sports world because they've beaten these. You know, the three zero, and now Dan Lanning is, dude. He, I, Dan Lanning would do it exactly what I would do. He's like, oh, I, I don't have any problem with what Dan did. Like yeah, I, I'm just saying, either. it's like people acting like I, I think people, you know, acting like Colorado's the victim are being dramatic. D- Dan yeah. Landing, like with the whole like we're not satisfied. I was like, okay, that's that's a little bit like oh, over the top. I was like, okay, I think both sides are kind of like, all right, chill out a little bit. But I I, I totally get why Dan did what he did. Like you do but whatever. Colorado brought do. this on themselves. To fire your team up. Like, it's like you report you so you dude, you can't be like, well, we were one in eleven. Right? Like that's all out the window. Like you, you've you've been center stage. You had Lil Wayne walk you out. Like you've doing things that college football has never seen, and now you want to say, "Oh, we're one and 11? Yeah. Like I, I just think that's, and I'm a Dion guy. Like, and I, I think Dion said the same thing. He's like, like we got our asses kicked. Like he's not hiding from it. Yeah. But I think what I think what they're going to start to run into is just the the talent discrepancy. Yeah. Is, is that is that they're really going to start facing teams like we saw it with Oregon. We'll see it with USC. UCLA, Oregon State, Washington State, Utah, teams that just straight up have legit top 25 in, in the country talent, and Colorado just doesn't have that yet. Travis especially Hunter, on, no especially on the especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Yeah, there's, they don't there's have those a, guys. There's a huge gap on the defense. Like, the offense, they'll have their days where they put up a ton of points, but the defense is going to let up 30 points a game. I mean, they've literally let up 30 points a game every single game besides the Nebraska game. <laughs> Yeah, the defense is a problem. I think they will get a much better team next year. But as it stands today, 
all this hype that they're creating and stomping on the O and this trash talk before the game, like team teams are gonna want to beat the brakes off them. Well, they like put, they, they, they put really, a target on there. They put a hundred percent, hundred percent. Like so, you piss guys like Dane Landing off, who's got a night and day t- more talented team. Mm-hmm. Like, and and he went easy on him, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he got a little nervous because Bo got face masked at the end of maybe the middle of third quarter, fourth quarter, something, and he took him out. But he could have hung eighty on him, and and I think USC, uh, Pete, I think you're right. I think USC or Dean, I think you said it. USC's defense is way worse than yep. Oregon's. But I, Lincoln Riley, their offense and, and all better. this, and Kayla or uh, Shadur and Travis Hunter were ranking themselves above Caleb Williams on some podcasts. You don't think Caleb Williams, who's like the most petty dude writing on his fingernails last year, doesn't want to like throw seven touchdowns on Saturday? The thing is, if if Dion just went in and did like without all the, the the hoopla and just was like, hey, still being Dion, right? Confidence, but without all the press and all of the interviews and the personal thing, if he just went in and like did his thing and was just, you know, a boisterous coach without being you know, shit talking to each team they play. I think they'd have a better chance versus something because all these teams are coming in with a vengeance right now. That's right? what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. 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 Like they're pissing. And Colorado them. State was a perfect example. Like they kind of had no business probably winning that game, but it was all because of the the back and forth that they got so amped up and, and came out so hot. I don't I totally know. agree. I, I yeah. think Dion is great, but he also does his team a little bit of disservice because he's getting everyone's best shot instead of just going in and being the coach he could be but do, yep. you, do you guys think that that hoopla though he's banking on it kind of helping them to attract better talent in future 100%. seasons yeah it, it like, works both ways like yep. and, and it's a, a lose deal. now win later yeah it's, it's everything right like the, the university's making a lot more money like it's all part of it but yeah i i think overall like they've, they've put a target on their back everyone's circling that game on their schedule Every single one of the teams that are playing them the rest of the year. Yep, agree. But to Dean's point, like they're gonna get they're getting five star visits every weekend, and that wouldn't happen without all this hype. And I mean, dude, he's unequivocally brought Colorado, which is was almost impossible to national. Like getting nine ten million views a weekend is is like unheard of. So he's, I think he's gonna get it passed this year, obviously, and he should. Uh, but next year, I, I think. I think they're going to be. Do they go to Big Twelve next year, or is it the year after? I, I thought so. Oh, oh, like, like they could easily go. Like the Pac twelve is really good this year. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think. Season. I think I think it's a double edged sword, and I think he's going to pick up a ton. And he knows his old line sucks. Yeah. Um, but you know they're going to have Shador and Travis next year, and they just got to bring in some more dudes. Like they just got to reload and. They'll be a very good team next year, and it'll yeah. all, it's all part of his plan. The interesting part for me with this whole Dion at Colorado thing is going to be what happens after Shadur graduates. Like, does Dion, like, how yep. long yep. does Dion stay at Colorado once his boys are gone? Like, does, really he then, does he then look to like the next kind of bigger, bigger thing? Or just because honestly, it's like after those guys leave, and then he's just kind of going to be fending for himself at that point. He's got like you know to bring in bring in talent. He's not relying on on Shadur and Travis Hunter being friends and whatnot to get to jumpstart things. 
Yeah, I'll yep. be interested to see what happens. I think I agree. Next year is going to be like the money year yep. for them, but that's like kind of what happens after that. Yeah, because so. they're all all three of those guys. I think his daughter plays on the basketball team. Like he's coached his sons every year. He's been a coach, like in high school, and then they went to uh, Jackson State, and then obviously at CU. But dude, I think he's I don't he's not going to the NFL, but there's going to be no allegiance to CU like yep. after next year. And you know, if A and M has another down year or someone that can pay him like twelve million a year, like he's out. Like, and if I'm CU right now, I'm I'm the athletic director, whatever that guy's name is. Uh, I'm trying to lock down him today. Like, I am calling every booster, every tech guy that graduated that lives in Silicon Valley, and I'm like, dude, he like they know he's he could jump ship in a heartbeat. Like, yeah. Um, he's going to do what's best for Dion and right now that's Colorado, but like, I think one or two years, a, a down program or a big program has a down year. I, like they're calling it. Yep. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. So All right, let's talk other college football. Yep. This is an exciting year. Like, I think I've never been more excited because I think there are so many good teams. Like I think the top eight teams are like, could easily all be playoff teams if they weren't in the same conferences. Um, Michigan, Ohio State had a massive win. Um, obviously, Georgia, Texas, Texas. I think is really good. Um, Penn State, USC, Penn State. I mean, like, there's a lot of really, really good. You have Notre Dame. Uh, who, if wins out, do you put them in? If, if Ohio State's number one, like, there's a lot of. I really wish this year was the first year to to that went to a 12 man whole team playoff because yeah. it's gonna someone's gonna get like for sure ripped off i think it's nice when you don't have like the georgias and alabamas just steamrolling everyone to where you know it's just like a collision course of those two teams yeah like georgia's still good alabama doesn't have a quarterback like so they're done tough, they're done like honestly like if i had to guess i would put alabama I'm taking off my Alabama Dean hat and just saying Alabama's I, – I have them seven and five this year. I think they're going to really run some problems with their quarterback. Seven and five. Seven and five. Because, I mean, the SEC, like, they play – you play a tough schedule, and the SEC is, is solid again yeah. this year. But it's like Georgia feels like they're much closer to the rest of the pack this year. But it's like even USC, we talked about them a little bit. It's like they can score a lot. They can't stop anybody. So it's like, where do they trip up in the Pac-12? And then Big Ten, you have three legit really good titles, teams. title contenders: Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State. And yep. the thing is, they're in the same division, so they're, they're all the going to play. Side. They're all going to play each other. And then you know, someone from the Big Ten West is going to go get stomped out by them in in Indy. But and then ACC, Florida State is off to a good start. They they finally beat Clemson for like the first time in forever. I think they have some cracks. I think FSU yeah. has a few cracks. Like, I yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I think, but that, that's my point. Is I think everyone's got got some cracks. Like, yeah. there's no, like, there's no team that like you look at their, uh, they're starting like 22 guys, and it's like, all right, all NFL players, like, like you know that they're just stacked top it's to kind bottom. Of fun though. Like, yeah. It's fun to like know that a Pac-12 team could easily win a Natty this year. Do Oregon and USC play each other this year? Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't. Okay, for some reason, I, I, I thought they did it. I'm pulling it up. Um, November 11th in, in at yeah. Oregon. Oh, second last, be... 
second last game of the year. That's gonna be an amazing game. They'll probably get a another visit in Vegas for the championship. Um, yeah, boys, I uh, I'm, I think I'm more excited to watch and uh, college and NFL. Honestly, I think there's just so many good. The the Ohio State Notre Dame game was was a good game. Ryan Day. Let's talk about Ryan Day. Oh, I was on yeah. the press conference. What's this dude's deal, man? Like, like not, not a likable guy. Not a likable guy. Don't get on Lou Holtz. Like, dude, the dude's like, no one even knew if that guy was alive. Like, everyone's like, oh, that guy's still alive. Like, what? What do you do? Even if I'm an Ohio State fan, he's like, Ohio State versus the world. Like, oh, we're pr-. it's like, no, it's not. No, it's so it soft, a, man. What? Was... When has it been Ohio State versus the world? <laughs> Dude, they live in such a echo chamber in Columbus, man. Like they have some people. Goodness, hey, man. You lose two years in a row to Michigan. It does some strange. It is delusional. Yeah, that'll be the I was, game. This I was really, I was really hoping Notre Dame pulled that one out. Not, not that I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm think I'm more just tired of Ohio State and, and I just I thought I thought Notre Dame had it in them at home. That crowd was just going. Bomb. That was a great game. I know you guys are great you know, game. talking shit on it being a boring game, which. First half was a little slow, but man, that was just that was just a great all around football game for us purists. Yeah, until Notre Dame tried to ten man it the last two plays of the game, or <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. You're better than, and they still almost stopped them. God, yeah, yeah. Um, the Jer- Notre Dame jerseys were sick. I thought I, I hate I hate both teams. Um, love the helmets, love the jerseys. If if Notre Dame wins out, are they in the champ? Are they in the playoff? It's like, let's say let's Florida States goes undefeated in the ACC. Notre Dame goes undefeated, but their only losses to. Ooh, well, Ohio State if they beat Michigan, you know, Notre Dame goes undefeated. They, that would mean they beat USC. Yeah. They have a USC game in the, in October. Um, I don't know. A one loss Notre Dame and their only loss. I guess it really depends on how Ohio State does. Yeah, they gotta be Michigan. Yeah. It, they just don't have that hard of a schedule. Like they're playing Duke, which is they've been playing well. Louisville, Jeff Brom, four and oh. Yeah. Then you you at USC. USC. I, that's a pretty tough schedule for you. I mean, they could have two potential that, those, playoff those teams. Are, those there. are the next three games. And then you got Pitt, Clemson, Wake, and Stanford. I mean my thing with Notre Dame is they always find ways to lose these big games. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah. I think, yeah. I, I mean, this isn't a, this is probably, this is a tired take. I think everyone's just tired of them. It's like, I, I wanted to see them win that game against Ohio State because, man, whether even going back all the way back, like to the Bush push, like they just, they, they lose these marquee games. They just, they find ways to lose. Like trying to think of like the last big win they've had against a top team. It's, yeah. Few and far between, and man, I felt like that was that that was the Ohio State. Well, they team beat Ohio State two years ago in Columbus. That was probably their last big win. They did. Yeah, it was a home and home. They lost last year in Columbus. Was they lose? Yeah, they lost. Uh, I could have swore they won. Anyway, <laughs> what are our thoughts on on Brom and Louisville? Louisville. Pete, shut up, dude. We're not like so this. We're has been a nice. We're this talking been a college nice podcast. We're talking this has been a nice. There's been a nice drama free. They look good. Yeah. No, I mean they, they, look, they look good. They have a former Purdue quarterback, Jack Plummer, is there as well. I mean, 
that that's what Brom does. He goes and wins with the last guy's players, and then when it's it time to get it. his guys in there, not not so good. I, I'll say this, right, Pete? Purdue Purdue's bad. We have a really bad football team. I was talking uh, about Louisville, Louisville not Purdue. Yeah, well, I knew, I know, I know you better than you know yourself. But Purdue's got a problem, and I and I and I said this to you guys. I think probably last episode, we were we we're doing too many hype tapes, hype, hype videos. I said we're writing checks we can't cash, like we're just we're we're we better back it up. Hudson Card is 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 all but stunk uh, these first couple games, and like it's just like it's just not fun to watch these games, man. Like this is just they're they're not even fun football games to watch. Best what part. About, go ahead. Sorry. What What about Louisville though? That's what I was asking about, not Purdue. I mean, Louisville could be a playoff team, mm-hmm. which could uh, be four I mean, now. If you would have t- if you would have told Purdue fans four years ago that Jeff Brown would be coaching a playoff team, they wouldn't be able to control their excitement. And now, instead, this is the reaction we get from from Rick, speechless. Yeah, what would you do, Rick, if Louisville and Jeff Brown's first year goes to the college football playoff? I'd be pretty upset. I'd be really upset. I'd be hurt. I'd be really hurt. Yeah. Man, it sucks, dude. It feels like we just took 10 steps back. I like Ryan Walters, and I said, even if we go, like, 2-10 and this year, I'll still like him. But it's really hard. Like, that Wisconsin game just sucks so bad. Like, just there's no rhythm in the offense. Our defense sucks. I'm sad, man. I, I kind of forgot about them. <clears throat> I'm not going to invest as much this year into them emotionally. I'm just like, I just can't. That was the nice part about being on vacation is that the Purdue games came on at 1.30 a.m., so I didn't watch. Yeah, they're, they're not fun, man. It's not it's not a fun football team. So, Glad they got that, that primetime game, though. That was cool. They'll get another one when Ohio State comes to West Lafayette. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to that game. Same here. See, see you there. See you there. Yeah, I mean, I almost canceled it yeah, because I was I'm, like, "I'm going to." Oh, nice. I almost canceled it because <laughs> I just like, I I don't want to hang out with certain people. Dean, whoever Dean Dean's bringing, it's so, gonna be tough. To, it's gonna tough to be around these people. Like, the buck Buckeye brains. They're gonna. I guarantee all the the Purdue people right now are selling their tickets to this game to the Ohio State fans. It's gonna be red. It's gonna look like what Georgia did to Notre Dame a few years ago. Pete, when we were there, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, I found tickets for like 14 bucks on stuff. We're gonna we're gonna have to go silent count. <laughs> Third row, 50 yard line. 50 yard line, 14 bucks. <laughs> so Ohio State's probably gonna drive up the prices. That's a problem. They, like they haven't yet. They haven't we're gonna yet. have to go silent count at Ross Aid. That'd be the loudest I've, I've ever heard Ross Aid. All right. Well, we're 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 at, we're, at, we're, at, we're, uh, we're almost an hour and a half hour 15 minutes into this thing let's um let's quickly talk baseball and picks and then yep. we got breaking news peep oh we haven't even talked about dame lawler to the bucks <laughs> we got break, we got breaking news that's what, what you're supposed to do your that was that was the best breaking news ever oh we haven't even talked sharp, about dame yet yeah pete's 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 definitely didn't stay sharp in the in the, in the bye weeks yeah, my heart's still in my toes from Aaron Rodgers. He he looked he looks like a big gumdrop right now. He's got his Jets beanie pulled over his eyeballs. 
bad podcasting. Yeah, I mean, Dame Lillard to the to the Bucks is surprising. I think we were all well, he's dropped fit. the bomb. Great fit. He doesn't want to be there though. He's gonna want to be like there a, when they win sixty five games and have a chance to win a championship. Is Chris Milton still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's it's a I think it's a great move from Milwaukee. Hopefully Dane likes it. Jimmy Butler, do you guys see he's like already saying there's like tampering and stuff? Didn't no, see that. Did see he literally that. posted a video and it was like they're the Bucks are tampering. He's like, You didn't hear it from me. I, I swear I was looking at it right before. But he the Bucks are tampering. Whatever that means, they're all fucking tampering. It's like the fact that teams have actually gotten in trouble for tampering is just stupid. All these guys talk, but love that for the Bucks. Happy, happy for our Bucks fan listener, Jack. Yeah, yeah. big, big move for the Bucks. I mean, Burke how man. they played like how they played like shit last postseason. Big reason why they got knocked out. Now they're they turned them into Lillard. They don't have any depth. They didn't really have any depth last year anyway, so fuck it. Lillard and Giannis, that's going to be fun. You know what I'm not ready for yet? I know basketball. we have to, talk, have to talk about it because well, it's basketball. breaking news. I'm not ready to talk NBA. Me, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's why the news caught me off guard so much is like NBA is totally out of my mind. Yeah, we're kind of like, enjoying our football. And, yeah. yeah. He was enjoying his 13 to 10 football games and – not not paying any mind to the possibility of the NBA. Because Pete doesn't have an NBA team. I'm excited for NBA. We're NBA favorites right now. NBA championship favorites. Yeah. Um, okay. And then last but not least, baseball. Um, Yankees have been officially eliminated for the 14th time. Uh, they will not win a World Series for the 14th consecutive year in a row. So, um, Pete, I read this morning that there's going to be an internal audit of the New York Yankees organization starting at the top. They're going to be looking at uh, all the coaches, the players. Uh, Pete, what do you? What would you like to see out of this audit? There just has to be a lot of change. I'd like to see <laughs> some findings. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they're going to find. I mean... We're all trying to find the person who did this. They ain't going to find 100 wins. That's for I, sure. I'll, I'll tell you what, they're... Like on paper, that the team was great coming into the year. Uh, not great, but a, a playoff team, I would say, coming into the year. So, you know, they're going to look. I think they said they're going to look at all the trades over the last 10 years. They're going to look at all the free agent signings and what those people produce. So, that, that tells me that Brian Cashman's on the hot seat. Not saying he will be fired, but I think there was a time where Hal Steinbrenner said, Do what you need to do. I trust you. You're the baseball guy. I think they're at a point now where. Okay, Brian, we've given you the reins for the last 10 years and it hasn't produced anything for us. Let's break down all these trades, all these acquisitions, all of the draft picks they said, the international drafts, everything they're going to look at and and try to figure out, get down to the nuts and bolts of this thing. But I'll tell you what, like the Yankees have had the best record in baseball since August 28th. So it was in there somewhere. It was in there. No, I'm telling you, this team had it in though. Pete, you missed that? You missed that. Oh my god. <laughs> they did. They had the best records. They've had the best record in baseball since August 28th. What about since August? What about since At August the game, 27th? They were playing triple A teams in the division that gave up two. For all it's worth, we've had the best record since August 28th. And 
I'm excited about some of the young guys. I, I'm excited about Pereira. I'm excited about uh, Peraza starting to hit. I think you're going to see a Yankees team with Rizzo, Judge. We'll see what happens with Stanton. And you're going to see Austin Wells. You're going to see Volpe. You're going to see Dominguez when he gets back from this Tommy John surgery. I think you're going to see a team with Baby Bombers 2.0 coming coming into Yankee Stadium on opening day next year, which I'm excited about. They still need pitching help. Rodon's got to figure it the hell out. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Montas, with Seve. Frankie Nestor. Mountains. He's Nestor. coming back. He's making his season debut. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. Better um, late than never. Three shutout innings coming up. There, all I'm going to say is with with some minimal moves, I'm talking external moves, not not talking internal stuff, like bringing Dominguez and Volpe and all those guys back for next year. With some minimal external moves, I don't see how I'm not going to think they're a playoff team going into next year again. I think they had some tough injuries this year. They also had a terribly long drought of terrible baseball. And Judge being hurt was a big part of that. I mean, let's just – Judge missed 40 games this year, and he's going to hit like 35 to 40 homers. Like that's insane. Right, like I heard his he, toes are a, a concern. They're not. They said they said he doesn't need to get surgery on them. I think okay. he's going to be fine. Okay. So um, I'm just he, I'm, I'm not saying it's like World Series back on next year. I'm just saying I, I don't see a said. I don't see a world where I don't go into next season thinking we can make the playoffs again. I don't think it's a total going to be a total breakdown. They're going to do a deep dive. I, I think some people are going to lose their jobs, and I'm not saying who. I don't know who. Um, I'm talking about front office and coaching people, but. I think with some some minor tweaks and some good free agent signings, this team's a playoff team next year. So, and I'll leave it at that. Disappointing season. I'm sad. I was telling, literally, told my dad yesterday. I'm like, I can't believe playoff baseball starts next week and the Yankees aren't playing. Like, I, I, just I did see it. an ad for it, and I, I I kind of felt the same way, Pete. It's sad. Uh, let me ask you this, Pete. You talked a lot about players, off season, coaches, front office. What are you going to do as a fan to help this team perform better next year? What do you need to work on in the off season? Yeah, it's not my job. It's not my job for them to to do. Everyone's for them. everyone plays a part. Nope, guys the on the tenth, field. You're the, the tenth the man. I'll cheer them on. No, no accountability in this fan base. I mean, Pete, I think that's part of the problem. Is the fan base just like there is no accountability, and and it's hard for these players to go out and perform 162 times when they know half the time they might get booed. You just said there's no accountability. And now you're saying that when we boo them, that's not accountability. What, what do that's you want? Not, that's not the right accountability. It's accountability, though. <laughs> he does yeah. have a point there. That yeah. is accountability. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of accountability are you looking for? Constructive accountability. Kind of like what's going on with the audit, right? Gotta, we need that kind of accountability. I got to go in and teach him how to hit. No, just audit, you know, like how's it doing to the organization? It's kind of like your boss asks, asking for your work. That's what Hal's doing to, to uh, Brian. Okay. So how does this relate to the fans holding the team accountable? What kind everyone, of accountability Everybody plays a part. If you want to be a part of the team, right, we got to take the good I, with the bad. Okay, and then I'm asking you, what kind of accountability? Give me an example of the accountability you want from the fans to the players. When when Mike Stanton goes on a drought, I need you, I need you to refrain. I need you to be positive. Because it's going to have accountability, then you're just cheering for mediocrity. That's not accountability. Accountability is being punished for for you're not doing well. It's like getting a, put on a performance plan at work. You're being held accountable for not doing well. 
I I know I'm saying like I need you to hold yourself accountable so that you can that's hold him accountable. That's not what you said. You said we have to hold them accountable, which we do. Typically when you're if you're bought I've never and fortunately I've not been put on performance plan, but I would think that the boss also accepts some responsibility for his employees not performing. Agreed. So but the, like the boss needs to do something differently to help his employees perform better. And then if they well, still really don't perform, took, took then you get cut. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because Ryan couldn't articulate that. But <laughs> the reality is you're saying that the accountability should be on the manager and the GM, and I agree on all that. But where do the fans roll into this? That's like saying uh, at Pepsi, like, if I can't sell anything at the buying desk, that the, the sales reps who are losing commission in their pocket are just going to cheer because they want me to keep, they keep doing, <laughs> figure out how to do it well. But they can't tell me how to do my job. They can't hold me accountable. They, they can't boo me. They can't say you're doing a terrible job. You, like, you're not telling me what you need the fans to do. You're telling me the GM and the coach need to do a better job. Tell me the players need to do a better job. But how do I hold as a fan the players accountable? You haven't told me that yet. Constructive feedback. Constructive feedback. How do I how do I get the feedback to the players? So, for instance, this year you were extremely harsh on Josh Donaldson, Clark Schmidt, um, and Aaron Hicks. Give me an example of how uh, if you were more positive, feedback. say, "Hey, Aaron, I know you're not doing well right now. You're not seeing the ball. Your defense is average. Maybe, maybe just wait for your pitch. It's coming. how do I how do I tell them that? Be more positive in the group chat uh, at home. That's Send, you're you heard not answering like, my question. How do I hold this? How do I hold the players accountable as a fan? You haven't answered my question. By being positive, Pete, positive accountability. That's that's not accountability. That's positive reinforcement. <laughs> that plays a part in accountability. No, it doesn't. Like when when a when like a when when a coach is like trying to coach a player up on the sidelines, he just missed a tackle. He's not going to just you know. That's the boom. coach's job. I'm asking about the, the fans. Well, Aaron Boone, Aaron Boone does plenty of positive accountability. All he does is tell everyone he's doing a great job when they suck. Trey Turner had was going through a slump at, at, at the end of the season. Not accountability. Billy, that it's was accountability. It's positive reinforcement. Different. But through that, it's accountability. Anyway, we're, we're going on a tangent. But I think you know what we're getting We've at. We've been on a tangent. I think you're avoiding. Uh, Pete, one last thing. There's a big ticket scan going on in the Bronx. Like it's just flat out. They're just not reporting the numbers right for the attendance at these games. I I've said it. I don't think they. It's, it's every stadium. They report no, the ticket sold to the game. That's just not true. Fenway doesn't do. do that. Another sellout. They say there's like the, 20 people in this picture, and they reported 41,000. It in was attendance. a it was a rainout makeup game on a Monday I get from it. a weekend uh, game in attendance. They said 41,000. They was, couldn't really say attendance was 20. <laughs> I mean, obviously it was incorrect, but it's probably the tickets that were sold to the Saturday game. They said in, a, in attendance, not tickets Honestly, sold. If I were them, I, I, I would have just said, I would have like, okay, attendance is bad today. We're Maybe we're not sending. The don't say it. Week. Just don't. But I've been on these Yankee Stadium, whoever's doing it forever. Like they've misreported this attendance. And I just think it's them. And I think they got a little too, they got their hand one too many times in the cookie jar. When there was like when you can count on one hand how many people there, forty one thousand. They should have done when Rick was been sniffing around the entire year. Yeah, Rick's I've been, been, wait, I've been, Rick's been, been waiting for this. You've been waiting for this moment all year. I finally cracked the coat. Like they're just too dumb to like. 
You didn't crack it. It was all over the internet. The the, the Yankees Twitter is tweeting about it. Yankees Twitter. I know. I, I agree. That's why I'm saying it's all over the internet. You didn't crack anything. Will you admit that they're 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 mis- they're lying about the attendance? I told you it was clearly off. If you if you listen to my words, <laughs> clearly off makes it sound like it was a mistake, a typo. It was clearly wrong. Yeah, I mean, what 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 the hell do you want me to say? I just want you to hold them accountable. Yeah. All right, I'll cheer them. I'll che- I'll cheer them on. I'll cheer them on for you. I'll hold them accountable. I'll cheer them on. I just feel yeah. I feel vindicated because I've been on them for years. I know they've always misreported the attendance. All right. Enough about the Yankees. The Red Sox suck. The Astros are on the brink of missing the playoffs. Phillies yep. just clinched. The Braves are still the front runner. I mean, the Cubs. Did you see that drop Cubs. yesterday? Cubs are Cubs oh are. Oh my gosh! I think I'm hoping they're going to squeak it. I think I think playoff baseball is better when the Cubs are in. So I'm, I'm hoping for, for our Chicago listeners that the no, Cubs we want in. yeah. Let's will them. But did you guys see that they're up like one in the the eighth against the Braves? And then the right fielder just loses the ball. You guys didn't see this? It was like nope. It was bottom of the eighth, two outs, and the guy just 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 like misplays the ball. It was a routine pop up. There's two guys on second and third. Oh. Braves score two. Yep, I'm watching it right now. Routine, routine. Jesus Christ. It's bad. Yeah, that was bad. I, I, God, this it, game really that was bad. Cubs are a half game up in the wild card. They're not going to catch the Brewers six games. Six games up. Yeah, they got Brewers two against the, two that. against the Braves. Two against the Brewers. That's hard. How many? In, yeah, they're a half game up and one and a half up on Cincy. Let's see who Miami plays. Because Miami's the ones right behind. They got the Mets. The Mets. They're, lo- they're losing the Mets. to the Mets right now, four nothing. Mets and Pirates. <laughs> Easy, easier, easier schedule. Couple of East Coast teams. Yeah, this is the point in the year where you, you look at the loss column of all these teams, and it's like Marlins and Cubs tied in the loss column. But obviously, the Marlins lose today, then yeah, take a step back. But it's like because the Astros and Mariners are tied in the loss column coming into tonight's game, because the Mariners have four left against the Rangers. But it's like if, if the Astros, I think if the Astros lose tonight, their chances of making the playoffs are like twenty eight percent. If they win, it's 72. So it's like very much the season's hanging in the balance tonight. But it's been do we want to make some, year. some early uh, playoffs? will be starting by the, by this next time we record. So, um, any uh, you know, early World Series prediction matchup? Braves, Dodgers, not Braves, Dodgers, but Braves. Rays. I think Braves, Dodgers, DS or CS, excuse me, CS. Going, I'm going Braves, Rays in the World Series, Rays, Orioles. I, I think I want to say that they can. Fuck, I might need to look at the bracket again to see like how they can actually stack up. But I don't think it's the Astros' year. I'd be surprised if they make it into the in the playoffs at all. But I'm I'm uh, hoping for the O's to make a run. Just I think it'll be fun. I think it'll yeah. be fun. I think Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are going to come out of the NL. I think everyone's all over the Braves. Dodgers are are very good. And they've been clicking. Um, I'm going to go Dodgers. Dodgers Orioles, World Series. And that's so cro- that's cross country for the record. That'd be so boring. That that is cross country. I'm I'd be glad, so glad we figured that out. Just barely made it. Cross- Who would you rather I- see in the AL though? Like the 
maybe the Rangers would be the only other exciting team. It's like Dodgers, Rays, Blue Jays, Twins, Rangers, Mariners. I don't want to see any. I don't want to see any of those. Yeah, the AOs. The AOs have, I don't. I don't want to see any dome teams. Those are all dome teams. Astros, Ooh. Rangers, Rays. Oh, Orioles aren't a dome oh, team. Toronto, like how Twins are dome team. Twins aren't a dome team. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Minnesota. I don't want to see Mookie win another one. Like I, I would, I would, it would hurt me. Seattle, Seattle would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd rather see Seattle. On team, the, they're not a dome. They have a roof. They, they have a, a roof. dome. Well, they might be a dome. Honestly, I kind of like, in a sick way, I like watching the Astros, just because it brings me back to 2018. Now the Astros have been painful to watch this year. I go on a Euro trip. They won like five games total while I was gone. We were playing the A's and Royals. I, I didn't give the Royals enough respect when Pete and the Yankees when the Yankees swept them way back when. Royals are good. They had Pete believing again. Yeah, beat, beat the shit out of the Astros. When was the last time the Sox, Yankees, or Astros weren't in the playoffs? Yeah, to go back to at least sixteen. No, sixteen. Yeah, that socks were bad. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think it was 16. Are oh, you saying all three? All three weren't in the playoffs? All yeah, three. Or one one of the three weren't. Oh, well, one of the three. That happens. One three. Yeah, the socks. Or socks sorry, yeah, sorry, all three, three weren't. Yeah, yeah. Probably 20. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um all right, all right boys. We want to throw a few picks out there, or you want to This is a long it? one. <laughs> hour and a half long. running. This is a long one. Let's let's just get some picks. No one's listening anyways. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening, if you made it through that accountability segment. That's <laughs> uh, the tangent. Like this pod, sometimes we get on tangents. And well, Pete uh, knows what he's it, like. Dangerous. What I'm talking about. He, the fans need to be held accountable. No, I don't. Yeah, but also, I mean, uh, it's just. It was just a cycle. Positive. It looks like he's got like a, an army helmet on, like going to war. <laughs> God damn! Like, That's gonna work in the mine. You know, I, I like that. I like that hat. Thanks, right. <laughs> who's who's got the first? He looks like he's like going to war. Uh, I'm taking. I'm taking. Right. US, I'm taking USC minus. Right, wait, wait, wait. Real, real quick. <laughs> Uh, the records. I'm five and four. Rick is three and six, and Dean is also three and six. God damn it, man! Fuck. Right, right back. Right. They're bad, better dudes. Anyway, all right. Who's got the first pick? Rick, you go. All right. Um, I will take. I'm gonna go all college. I'm gonna take. Penn State minus 27, USC minus 21 and a half. Uh, I'll take Auburn plus 14 and a half. Oh, slow down, Rick. Penn State, what is it? <laughs> I'm just going to reel them all. Uh, minus 27. Okay. USC, USC minus 21 and a half. That's a 9 a.m. game, Pete. Keep in mind for USC. Okay. What else? Get lag. Uh, I'm going to take Missouri minus 14. Did you want Auburn too though here? Oh, yep. I want Auburn uh, plus 14 and a half. Um, 
And Arizona plus 18. East Coast. And firing from the hip. I just fired from the hip. Bear down. All right, Dean, you're up. All right. Colorado plus 21 and a half. I saw USC only beat Arizona State by 14. I think Colorado. Arizona State's a good team. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm just, I'm just, I think I think Colorado State. Dude, how like late was that game, dude? That game was like told. Uh, you had to been up to like 3 a.m. watching that game. I, I, I was waking up the next morning and that game was still going. Yeah, I was like, I was up watching that game. That was a late game. I love Arizona State's head coach. He's a legit psychopath. I miss Herm Edwards as coach of Arizona State. Same. Um, let's see. Uh, we have Colorado plus 21 and a half. What was the other one? No, I haven't I haven't made my second one. Second one's going to be Ole Miss plus two and a half. I like that. Again, against LSU. And then I'm only going to pick three. I'm going to pick enough games so I can get back to 500. Hmm. Actually, no, I'm going to pick – I'll pick four. Tennessee minus 11 and a half. I, I really like Tennessee. Stephen Joe Milton, I think, the stud. So I like them against South Carolina. Then lastly, <clears throat> Alabama against Mississippi State. Mississippi State plus 14 and a half. Uh, like, I just. Not fucking, a Bama believer. Bama, they just they can't score. Like, they struggle to score. So it's like if Mississippi State can get 10, 14 points, I'm feeling great. So, all right. Hopefully, hoping to be seven and six for the next pod. All right. Utah plus three, Friday night football. Friday night football. Notre Dame minus six. Dolphins plus three versus the Bills. And Ravens plus three versus the Browns. I like the Browns. Good. You want the Browns minus three? Yeah, put it on. Perfect. Is that All in right. Cleveland? It's in Cleveland. All right, boys. That's a long one. Yeah. Yeah, an hour and 40 minutes right now. This is just like us yucking it up at the bar. Kind of like we drew it out. This is basically like if we did a pod in the middle of my vacation. We're, we're trying to make it up to the listeners. Yeah, only a few twists and turns. <laughs> Pete, almost. Did we get any tears? I thought, yeah, that's what. That's why he was pulling down the the hat. <laughs> you couldn't see he's his like, eyes. Half yeah, he does look a little sad. You're right. He he made it through. It's all right. There's always next year. The Sarah McLaughlin music. <laughs> at least you have the Yankees. Devils. At least, at least you have the Pats and Red Sox, dude. I'll take him. Yeah, I'll say this. I, I was going to put in a sound clip of Pete from a couple pods ago, but after hearing Pete's account of the the whole weekend leading up to week one, I can't do that. Thanks. I mean, you, Dean, we're in the entertainment business, dude. Like, we're not. Feelings must be hurt. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, Venmo request Pete $25. If you have Peter Dash Sammy Linko, we are the big rigs. We're back. 
with weekly episodes. We got a little, we've been teasing a little surprise for a couple weeks. Can we do five bucks, not 25? No, request as much as you feel like this episode was worth listening to. Request uh, as much as you think Pete will accept. A max amount of 25. He can, can chop it up from there. But um, we probably owe you two hours of your life back. So uh, we are the big rigs. Lower big rig nation. We love you. Peace.